0: Amen. So, if you're joining us online for the first time, our hashtag is Samka Money. So, please take advantage of your social media accounts and just let people know that we are teaching about money. We're teaching about kingdom finances and you want to be a part of it. So, today we're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 25, from verse 14 to 30. I'd like to invite you to get your Bibles and let's read together. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. And it says, to each one according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them, and made another five talents, a hundred percent profit. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug a hole and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful of a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter the joy of your Lord. Then, he who had received one talent also came in looking very humble, full of mud, until he had dug a hole. Mm-hmm. And then he said, Lord, He was sweating, eh? I knew you you to be a hard man reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has more, to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness there will be weeping and gnashing that G is silent of teeth here so this is the story and the parable that Jesus told that we are going to be reading this morning and today I'm going to be speaking to you about investments the first thing I would like to make clear is that we are not talking about your talent like the one Timo is displaying here or you have a talent of Mirundi Mm, you know that one where you can keep going for 100, 120. That's no, no, no. That's not what we are talking about. This story is about stewarding financial resources. Stewarding financial resources. I want to read to you something that I discovered. One, what is a talent? According to what I discovered, a talent was equivalent to 6,000 denarii. All right? 6,000 denarii. And a denarii was one day's labor. So I think it is right to assume that one talent is equivalent to 6,000 days labor. All right? Now, I want you to get 6,000 divided by 30 days so you can get how much you earn in a month. All right? So I want you right now to get... So so in other words, when we say 6,000 days labor and divide it by 30, We are talking about 200 months, 200 months, okay? Now, in order to put you in this movie, I want you to get your salary multiplied by 200 months. And that is what the servant who got one talent got. Let's assume you are the one, okay? Let's assume I want to put you in this movie so that you feel the pressure properly, all right? So 200 months, I want you to get your salary. Multiply it by 200 months. Get your monthly salary right now. Yes, get your calculator and the pen. Welcome to garage. So according to salaryexplorer.com, the average salary in Uganda is 2620000 per month. Average. All right. So let's, let's assume that, let's round Le, le, okay, whether there is tax or not. Let's round it off to 3 million shillings per month, all right? So get 3 million and multiply it by 200 months. If, if, yeah? But it would be nice if you put your salary. That means that if you earn 3 million per month, the servant who got one talent got 600 million Uganda shillings. All right. Put your salary Okay, The one who got two, sal- two, two talents got 1.2 billion shillings, and the one who got five talents got 3 billion shillings, all right? And if you are bold enough, please put your, your salaries and your figures on the chat there, on WhatsApp, I mean on, uh, on Facebook, or on, uh, or on YouTube, okay? So you can see what I'm talking about, it was a lot of money, yeah? So these guys were given a lot of money and the Bible says that the master delivered his own goods to them. And because he did that, he had an expectation of them. The expectation was faithfulness, was stewardship, was increase. Every resource that has been given to you comes with an expectation of faithfulness and increase. Whatever resource God has given you today, he expects there to be increase. I would like to speak today specifically about financial resources, all right? So he delivered to them, the Bible says, according to each one's own ability, yeah? So he had knowledge of his servants, he knew them. He knew the ability of the different servants and that's why he gave them different amounts of money. You know, when I read this story, sometimes I imagine that the one who was given one, one talent wanted more. You know? Could it be that the money you have now is a reflection of your own ability and knowledge to manage financial resources? Could it be? Could it also be that the master came to them and gave them according to their own salary? Could it be? Yeah? Because he gave them according to their own ability. If indeed money is an indicator of value, hmm? money is attracted to value, I want you to think about that. Could it be that the amount of money you have today is an indication of how much value you have added to people? All right? We are still going on. Please hold on to your tables. Yeah? All right, so the first two servants, the Bible says, went and traded with them. Okay, they traded with what they were given. In other words, they went and invested this money. They went and did business. They went and invested this money wisely. And when the master came back, he said to them, Well done, good and faithful servant. Good and faithful servant. He said to them, you will be given more. And then he said, enter into the joy of my Lord. The message Bible says, you did your job well. From now on, be my partner. In other words, he promoted them. All right? He promoted them. Now, the third servant shows up sweating, He has been digging a hole, he has mud in his shoes, soil with his one talent. And he says to the master, I was scared. <laughs> I was scared of losing your money. Okay? So I went and dug a hole. Now, when I was thinking about this verse, this, the Holy Spirit just caused me to think about piggy banks. Piggy banks. Let me tell you guys, money does not grow in piggy banks. Please, listen to me. Money does not grow in piggy Imagine this guy dug a hole. In other words, he dug a piggy bank and put the money inside there. All right? Money only grows when you invest it. It only grows when you invest it. Yeah? So this guy brings the money and says, Here it is. I was scared of you. I was scared of losing your money. So I've brought back what is yours. I want you to imagine that you are given, if you earn 3 million shillings, 600 million, and you bring back the exact amount after a period of time. No wonder he said, you foolish and unproductive servant. What would you do with 600 million if I gave it to you today and asked you to invest it? Would you put it in a piggy bank? Think about it. That's exactly what this foolish servant did. One of the books that we like to read about financial resources is a book by a gentleman called T. Harv Eker, and he says... Rich people play the money game to win. Poor people play the money game not to lose. And you can see this guy was playing the money game not to lose. Like, I can't lose this money. My master is a task, task master. Yeah? I also want to draw your attention to another word. He says, after a long time, okay? After a long time, he gave these people the money. To the one he gave one talent, he gave say assuming it's 600 million shillings to the one who he gave two talents he gave 1.2 billion uganda shillings to the one he gave three talents he gave three billion shillings and it says after a long time yeah so they didn't have this money for a short time they had this money for a long time the bible does not say how long the master was away But I want to say to you that when it comes to investments, time is your ally. Time is your ally. Because every time you invest money, it has this trick called compound interest. And compound interest works on the principle of time and consistency. And the other two servants had an understanding of this, so they went and invested the money. As soon as they were given this money, they went and invested it. I have learned and I'm still learning that money will work harder for you than you can work for it. And once you learn how money works and you learn to invest it, it will work harder for you than you can ever work for it because of that concept of compound interest. All right? So the master said to this other servant also, He said to him, you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. Okay? And he says that at least, at the very least, put my money with the bankers. Because there I have, at least I'll expect and get a little interest. He says, I would have received back my own with interest. Yeah? Now, what that says to me is that putting the money with the bankers is the least thing you can do with money. It's the very least you can do with money. At least put it with the bankers. Imagine you are that servant. You have received six hundred million Uganda shillings, or the equivalent, based on your income. Yeah, remember that's how much you earn over two hundred what? Two hundred months. And they give it to you, and he says, "At least, at least put it on a bank account where I can gain interest. At least put it on a fixed deposit account. I know I'll get back my own with interest, but you dug a hole and you put it in." He says to him, "You unprofitable servant." The message Bible actually says, "You are playing it safe." He calls it the playing itself. Yeah? He says, take the 1,000 and give it to the one who risks the most. And get rid of this play itself who won't go out on a limb. Throw him out into utter darkness. All right? So ladies and gentlemen, he calls that guy the unprofitable servant. This master gave them money, gave them financial resources, and he was expecting them to be good stewards. Why? Faithfulness is increase. Faithfulness is increase. Faithfulness is not managing the status quo. It is increase. Every financial resource that God has given to you, he has given to you for increase. All right? I want to just say to you, This is a coin of a hundred shillings, a hundred Uganda shillings, the one with the cow. Money is a seed. Money is a seed. And you need to train yourself to look at money as a seed. And just like any other seed, when it is sown, it brings forth according to its own kind. So learn to sow and invest money. Learn to invest money. This seed, on the other hand, (laughs) can also be some kind of bread. All right? Can be some kind of bread. I'm telling you. Um, You can go and spend it, but I'll tell you that the one you spend never multiplies. It is only the one that you invest The one that you save for investments, that multiplies, and that brings forth according to its own kind. It goes out there and calls its brothers and sisters. It goes out there and multiplies, and it comes back and works for you. Money is a seed. All right? The example I like to use when I'm teaching people is that it's like you have a sack of hard corn, maize, dried maize. You can take that hard corn and go and fry it and make grub. And you'll eat it and it will not multiply. But you can take that sack of maize, go and sow it, and you'll feed an entire nation. That's what money is. It is a seed. All right? So friends, I'd like to invite you to begin to think about investing and multiplying the resources God has given to you. Because God expects you to be a good steward of financial resources for the sake of the kingdom. Start to invest money regularly. Come up with a money management plan where you save and invest at least 20% of your income. If you do that consistently over time, you will get wealthy. There's not a single person who is wealthy that just woke up and said, wow, I have money, yeah? It was as a result of consistent habits, good habits, getting rid of the bad habits where you tend to sabotage your financial future, but learning good habits, investing consistently over time, denying yourself the little pleasures of life, the expenditures and the little things that you want, and growing consistently over time. Money is a seed. And once you invest it, it brings forth according to its own kind. So I'm going to read for you a text right now from Ecclesiastes chapter 11, from verse one to six. I like the way the Good News Bible puts it, and I'm going to read from the Good News Bible, yeah? For this particular one. It says, invest your money in foreign trade And one of these days, you will make a profit. Put your investments in several places, many places, in fact, because you never know what kind of bad luck you are going to have in this world. No matter in which direction a tree falls, it will lie where it fell. Duh. (laughs) When the clouds are full, it rains. If you wait until the wind and the weather are just right, you will never sow anything and never harvest anything. God made everything and you can no more understand what he does than you understand how new life begins in the womb of a pregnant woman. So he goes on and on says, do your sowing in the morning and in the evening. Do your sowing in the good times and in the bad times. For example, sow at all times. You never know whether it will all grow well or whether one sowing will do better than the other. All Alright? So he's inviting you. Get into the habit of investing money. Money was not designed for you to spend. My my first encounter with money, I was given money and I was told Gendo Guleswiti. And that was the foundation of the way I managed money. The people who gave me money set my financial blueprint with that statement. And I've been working very hard to change it ever since. It grew from sweets to bigger toys to even bigger toys. Wow. Yeah? Money is not just for spending. Money is about investment, is about business growth. I hope you've been encouraged this morning. I'd like to invite Apostle Mose right now to pick it up from here and fire us into what is going to not live your life the same. Thank you so much for listening to us. Hey, 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 remue Yo. The tables are shaking.
1: The drinks are pouring. Oh, but what? Huh? We need help. Well, man, that was tough. <laughs> <laughs> tough, but necessary. So, let's appreciate Jeremy so much. If you're on Facebook, press those blue and red buttons. I'm okay. here to bring some now numbers to all the good things he has been saying, because numbers don't lie, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they say. So what's the, what's the essence of what we are saying? The essence of what we are saying is if you're not investing, you're not, you are an unprofitable servant, servant steward, of the resources God has given him. First of all, I think it starts from the understanding that everything you have is not yours. Yes. Yes. We are stewards. Yes. Just like that master okay. who went away, he will come and ask for results. And so this is what we are talking about. This whole idea of chewing everything, first of all, let's even forget that one, then then at least you graduate to saving a bit. Later on, I'm going to talk about uh, five levels of investors. Uh, It's in Robert Kiyosaki's book. Mm. But let's first deal with the practicals here. From what you just said, I worked out something, by the way. Mm. If you invest 20% of your income, based on your current lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If you invest 20% of your income, yeah. and if you grow it at a paltry 12% per annum, only 12, mm-hmm. twelve, yes. yeah. all factors remaining constant, meaning, because some of you are going to throw at me inflation, but it also means that your salary doesn't grow. Yeah, which is not. Which is not, so all factors remain in constant. If you invest 12%, no, of your income at 12% uh, return on investment per annum. You need only 17 years to be financially free. After 17 years, still at the 12%, your money will be producing more money than the money you are earning at your job. Wow. So now you can go do anything you want. In other words, if you start at 23, by 40, you will be financially free. Now, that's for the average investor who is not even aggressive. That's for the average investor who is not aggressive. Mm. You need only 17 years. Wherever you start, if you are as young as us here, mm-hmm. you may need to be a little bit more aggressive in your investment. Yeah. You can't go with the casual 12%. If you're in your 20s and in your 30s, you can survive with a 12% return on investment per annum. But you have to be consistent. You can't get to one of those months and you say, ah, ah, ah earthquake. And <laughs> eclipse is coming okay. to town, so I am going for the concert. No. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be cons- Friends, it's only 17 years. Mm-hmm. Factors remain constant. Can I show you another one? Uh-huh. If you invest twenty percent of your income, yeah, and you grow it instead, because twelve percent for me is like the bare minimum you should be doing. Mm. That's why I, I gave it. Mm-hmm. Because zero is unprofitable servant gnashing of teeth. <laughs> 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 and by the way, there is very many ways of inter- I- interpreting this story because. In the Bible, there are stories that are about covenant and there are stories that are about kingdom. Mm. This story is about kingdom. Yes. Because some people may look at this and say, uh, we are saying that if you are not a faithful investor of money, you're going to hell. No. no. That has never been... Yeah, because nothing of truth, uh, unprofitable servant, outer <laughs> darkness. This is not a covenant story. This is a kingdom story. Mm. Which means that even though you're going to heaven, here on earth, in terms of operating the kingdom... You are going to be nursing teeth, and you'll be in the outer darkness. You see what the Bible says about a poor person that even his own friends hide away from him. Yeah. <laughs> no. Now, if you are more aggressive, you give three million as the average yes. income. Yeah. If you earn three million shillings a month, yeah, and you invest twenty percent. Now, I'm assuming you have already taken care of all the other things, but that's one of them key ones invest 20% and you start growing it at 25% per annum return on investment mm. 25% mm-hmm. by the way i have all this mathematics if you talk to me nicely i can mm-hmm. show you but for now we are just doing this mm-hmm. after 10 years after 10 years your net worth would be 240 million wow 240 million 10 years mm-hmm know, after one year, it will be only 7.2 million. So you, that's when most people give up. Yes. That's when they buy cars. Uh-huh. <laughs> but after 10 years, remember, you're going at 25%. It will be 240 million. Do you know what it will be after 20 years? Mm. It won't be 480 million. Mm. It will be 2.4 billion. Wow. After 20 years. Do you know what it will be that's after 30 20. years? Almost 24 billion. Wow. You talked about compound interest. Yes. That's it. exactly how. If you, if you manage to crack the 25% return on investment thing, every 10 years your wealth grows times 10. Wow. Now there are people who are going to look at that and say, ah, that's too good <laughs> to be true. No, it's not. Mm. Because I started 10 years ago. You remember? Yeah. This is my 10th year. <laughs> I'm in my 10th anniversary of financial awareness. <laughs> and I'm not at 240 million. Let's just put it that way.
0: Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> just to say, the curve is actually much better than the numbers I'm giving, yes. but you have to know it. And when it comes to investing, which is what we are talking about today, there are three things you need. Tell your neighbor three things. Three things. Three things. Three things. The first one is education. That's investment education. Not, not, not Mansa Musa, dahome, Saskatchewan, and all those others. Investment education. Financial education, investment education. That's the first thing you need, Rema. Yes. The second thing you need is education. <laughs> all right. And the third thing you need is education. <laughs> so when it comes to investing the only thing working against you is your own ignorance mm. Mm. so you must be educated financially most people know nothing about finances and a lot of you save this especially oh. you are like that prophet, prophet, prophet. <laughs> you are like that prophet who borrowed money and then when he died they were selling his sons into what into slavery, Slavery. and the widow had to go to Eliza to solve the problem. Mm. That's the picture of many people in the church today. They know all the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, but know nothing about finances. And so their children are being sold into slavery, and uh, they think God is the problem. God is not the problem. So let's start with, I'm going to go through maybe three core things here that are helpful. The first is this thing called net worth. By the way, you can be asking questions online. Ask questions. Net worth. What's net worth? Net worth is the summation of your earthly goods. It talks about how much you're worth financially. The Bible says he gave each one according to their own ability. One? One talent? One talent. Two? Five, yeah, so that is the the wealth you own that is your net worth. How do you know your net worth? you get get a, a a paper like this later on in the afternoon, so don't do it now because you will not have enough time. You will go back and watch this section of the video, and then you write on top of the paper net worth. Okay. On one side, write assets. Assets. Okay. And then on the other side, write liabilities. Liabilities. Let me even put them in red. <laughs> liabilities. All right. Assets, liabilities. Then you draw a straight line. Then on the asset side, start writing down your different assets, including the financial value of each asset. Now, for more guidance on this, just go to the book, Straightforward Financial Growth, and you'll find the information there. Now, assets... You need to do both. So you write the asset and the financial equipment. Now, of course, the easiest asset everyone is involved in that you can start with is cash. Cash, they call that liquid assets. So you say uh, money in uh, ABSA, this much. Housing finance, that much. Mobile money, that much. Pillow bank, <laughs> that much. And then you total up your cash, cash assets. And then you go into other assets. Mm-hmm. Let's say you have real estate. real estate. Real estate is another asset category. Land in this place, that much. Plot in Bulindo, Bichi. House in Tengera, uh, that much. And then you go to Financial instruments? Fi- Before financial, you could do like um, businesses mm-hmm. and uh, equity you have in a business, if you are in an investment club, you could consider your savings, your asset category in that investment club to be as if equity. So That's why if you are in an investment club, you should be that person who is a nightmare to the committee. You are asking every week, what's our return on investment, how are investments doing, by the end of the hour, shall we be on ROI, that should be you. You can't be that person who the committee keeps calling to remind you that you haven't made your deposit for that month. Because then you are becoming an what? Unprofitable. Just say it, please. Unprofitable servant. Uh Uh-huh. So you lay down all those, and then there's like uh, paper assets. assets. So financial instruments, bonds, treasury bills, uh, stocks, NSSF, it's in that. It is, a, it is, a, yeah. Then there are yeah. commodities, all of yeah. that. Okay. And then you add up the total value of your, or of the financial value of your assets. Now, this means you have to know this business of, I'm in an investment group, but I don't know how much money I have there. Uh, who is supposed to know for you? You're being a bad, bad. steward.
0: Yeah.
1: I have land in wherever, how so much? You're being a bad steward. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Invested in that business with son. So, but I really don't know. It. You're being a bad steward. You are actually being a bad steward mm. because at least these fellows knew that I have ten talents. Yes. Rather five, I have two. You you can't multiply what you don't know you have. Mm. So the first step towards stewardship is knowing how oh, many my- talents you have. How much do you have? in assets, so you get the total. And then on this other side, you add up your liabilities, money you owe, money that you must pay back to continue living legally in the Republic of mm. Uganda. So that's debts. Yeah, sister sent you mobile money, you are in trouble, how much? This bank, uh, mortgage, this. Loan shark, that. Uncle, that. Uh, unpaid, uh, rent, rent. Uh, and paid taxes, Ah, uh, then you add up your liabilities. Now, your net worth is the total or summation of your assets minus, minus your liabilities. liabilities. So, net worth equals assets minus liabilities. Mm. So, you need to work that out. Find out your net worth. Now, I advise people that for you to be on good footing, you According to this other thing I gave, your net worth has to be going by about 25% per annum. Mm. If you're doing really badly, like Bambi, I'm starting, like, okay, 20%. Now, if you're the worst investor out there, at least 12%. For you to be able to retire after 17 years of hard work, 12%. So in other words, if your net worth is 500 million right now, it should be at worst 600 million at the same time next year. That's the 20%. Mm. If you're doing 25, that should be 625 million. All right. Now, don't get scared by the figures. You know, some of you, you switch off. There is a reason why math was compulsory until senior four. <laughs> it wasn't because they were trying to torture you, they knew this day would come. Wow. That's why math was compulsory until senior four. Even for lawyers, they had to do math until senior four. So to Bojiro Bedau. Now you, you'll be be there. So, here is how you know where your net worth should be. This is a very sensitive calculation, but I have to give it to you, friends. Do the thing Jeremy did of add up your total income for the year. So, get your, uh, get your, let me first write it here, income. How do you get your income? You add up all the different income streams. So don't do only your salary. Some of you, you are going to go by salary, but you get money from consultancies, mm. you're breeding dogs, you get here, there, whatever. So get all of your income for the year. So that's salary times 12 plus all the other things times the number of times you do those things. Book sales, what if you're in Harvest Institute? So get your total income for the year. Multiply it by your true age. Keyword true. True age. Most cities are 25. Plus shipping and handling. So you add the shipping and handling. So multiply it by your true age. <laughs> yeah, there is no shipping. And then divide by 10. That's where your current net worth should be. So for example, if you make Five million a month. Some of you, by the way, your salary is like 1.2 million, but you make like 10 million a month. And you don't even know you make it Mm. because it just slips through your hand. (laughs) Money says bite you all the time. Because you are not writing it down. Write down your income. Everyone tells you, write down your expenses. Everyone Mm. tells you have a budget, write down your expenses. I say write down your income. Yes. You are not in control of your expenses. You You don't determine the price of sugar. Of fuel, you determine how much money you make, not how much money you spend. Mm. So before you write down your expenses, write down your income. So find your income times true age. So if say you make five million a month, and you're forty, that's five times forty. No, five times twelve, which is what sixty times forty. Two forty point four divided by ten. So your your the minimum of your net worth should be two forty million if you make five million. Mm. Okay? Now some of you make like which is most of you? Your assets should be dozens. Your your net worth. Okay. So I hope you have understood. Yep. Uh, someone will be sending us the questions people are asking online. So this is the first thing I needed to ask to work through you really can't be faithful with what you don't know you have. Okay. Faithfulness first of all requires that you know how much wealth you actually have that you're trying to grow. If you don't know it, you can't grow it. The second thing that I want us to talk through is the wealth cycle. Uh, B3 talked about this somewhere and it went viral. <laughs> you probably have already seen this. Yeah. Which is, how do you actually go about this thing? Okay. So you have income, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And when you get income, it could go two ways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this is income, okay? That income can be converted into savings. 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 Let me first write all these. Savings... uh, Assets. Assets. Cash flow. And then cash flow. Cash. Slope flow. Wow. <laughs> so it's it's income savings assets cash flow. So that's how you grow your money. You get money, you save some of it, it's not enough to save money. You must purchase assets Assets. because money left by itself is always losing value. Value. Robert Kiyosaki says, and this is true, between 1971 when they took the the dollar off the gold standard and now Mm. the dollar has lost 84% of its value. Wow. And he says, it's just a matter of time before the remaining 16% goes. Now, if you're Ugandan, that is even irrelevant. Because (laughs) (laughs) uh,
0: since 1996, anyway, so. In other words, (laughs) putting the money in a hole like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely
1: useless. Mm. So you income, save, purchase assets, and then you sweat your assets to produce cash flow. Cash flow is king. Why? We were here talking about Egypt last week. If you are not producing cash flow, uh, you're going to be in trouble in your latter years, the seven years of scarcity. So, but when you get income, you could either save or... (laughs) (laughs) why? There's something waiting, (laughs) called what? Expenses, in fact, when you are spending there is like a small time explosion <laughs> drinks on me, what bitchy uh, new rims on the tires, what it's exciting, it's exciting but you're digging yourself into a really bad position to become a burden to your children and grandchildren later expenses so when you get income you're going to be tempted to spend everything don't do that First, tithe, then save for investments, then spend. Spending is the last item on your agenda. Now, when you save and you don't invest Mm -hmm. in assets, guess what's going to happen? Expenses are waiting (laughs) to show up again even there. (laughs) How do expenses attack savings? It is the people who save for a rainy day. This Mm -hmm. is rainy day saving. Yeah. rainy day saving anticipates expenses instead of wealth creation mm. ok now when you save the only way you're not going to spend the money is to purchase what? assets, assets. now when you purchase assets and you don't sweat your assets like you have some calendar there it doesn't do anything worth, worth you know what's about to happen when you get into trouble you are going to liquidate expenses again are waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Expenses are lacking in every corner like a demon. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, super spy system. Uh-huh. Mm. Super spying system. They wait. They know when you're about to get money. And they show up just before. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> How did they know? <laughs> like, no one is calling you, asking for whatever, about what. No, until you get money. Then all the calls come in expenses. So, the only way you can protect yourself from that is your assets have to produce cash flow. And I'm going to show you soon how to do that. Now, when you're producing cash flow, cash flow are the children of your assets. Assets. Your assets are your slaves. You send your money, you you buy assets, your assets are your slaves. They work Mm. for you. They work for you. Now, Jesus, when you... <laughs> when you finally get that dividend huh? Huh? over they write you a check as a nomad partner, a nomad uh, director. director, over the bank, whatever, unit trust funds come back, name it, you know, the, the, the tenant pays rent. Oh, that's not the time to go to Dubai, France, <laughs> and other such. Places, Because what's going to happen in your cash flow? Expenses. Why? Expenses. Expe- they are like the devil. They are lurking in every corner to steal, kill, and destroy. <laughs> so what must you do? You, you, you have to create a cycle. Complete that cycle always. That's your wealth what? Cycle. cycle, you get income, save, save it, it
0: buy, buy assets, assets,
1: assets cash, assets. produce, cash flow, your cash flow becomes new income. You just tie and reinvest everything. Mm. Okay, uh, that's are we moving properly mm. or do you need to speed up now? Have if you have heard of the cash flow quadrant, brand again by Kiyosaki. I, I'm going to bring it last. Let me talk about the investment skills. So, what do I do? Okay, okay, Mose, oh yeah. Okay, <laughs> tell me. The drink supporting. What do I do next? What do you do next? Join an investment club. Mm. Start saving some money. money. The difference between an investment club and saving the money in the bank is that the investment club, if they know what they are doing, how do you know they, are, they know what they are doing? They have a return on investment for the club. Mm. They are reinvesting it. So your money starts working immediately. You save it. If you save it in an account, then it's going to take long to start working. But that said, let me give you what I've come up with. That I call the investment scale as a guide, quick guide. OK, let's say this is your two talents, five talents. I'm assuming there is no one talent person here. Huh? And it is a certain amount of money, x. Okay. How do you decide how to invest it? Because, again, I said, you're, you're, what you need to do is what? Th- the three things you need to be a good investor is education, education, education. 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 How do you s- decide what to put where? So there are three, typically speaking, there are three kinds of investments. There are three kinds of investments. Okay. There is what we call low-risk investments, low-risk. Low-risk investments are also low-return, okay? Yeah, less risk, less return. Then there is medium risk. I'll just use MR there, it's not messed also is medium Mm -hmm. return, Return. then there is high risk HR, (laughs) (laughs) High high return, now you're going to read a lot of good American books where they will not say a lot of the things I'm about to say, so please don't quote them for me. Because they don't live in this economy, they can borrow money at 4%, 3%, 2%, and invest and do all those kind of things. You go to the bank and see what happens to you. They ask you for 24%. And here you can't just file for bankruptcy and walk away. <laughs> That's a, an American phenomenon. They'll take you, OK? So here is what I advise the people who I love, OK? and I assume you are one of them, have 50 to 60% of your investment in mm-hmm. low risk, low return. Mm-hmm. As you start, because you don't know how to walk on water, you are not a oh, no. w- water, w- water, walker-water, you are learning how to walk on water. You are mm-hmm. learning to invest. Yeah. So, don't dive into the high risk, high return side like forex trading. Yay! By the way, I didn't know forex trading would make a return. It made a return, and people again lost money. I was just reading in the papers the other day, like, people still do this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, 50 to 60% should be low risk, low return. Why? You are learning. Mm. Then, 30 to 35% should be medium risk medium return, and only 10 to 15 percent of your money should go into high-risk, high-return yes. things. Now, don't say, ah, low-risk, then you put everything in low-risk. You're not going anywhere. You're going to be like the unprofitable servant. Mm. And then not put everything in high-risk because, again, you're going nowhere. So what, what are these low-risk, medium-risk, whatever? Uh, low risk, low return, I would put it at zero to ten percent uh, mm-hmm. return on investment per annum. Then this output at eleven to maybe twenty five percent, and then like thirty percent plus. That's the you know, those are the high flyers, okay? So you just Anything here? I am very hesitant to tell you which one is what because you you don't you can't go quote me. Remember, education, education, education. Here I'm just giving general information. But loris Cloritan is like real estate, yeah. Real estate. Now the challenge with us Ugandans is that's the only thing we know how to invest in. Bambi, real estate is the lowest thing there a- apart from keeping the cash and it's losing value. Real estate does not. Bring that much high return. In fact, most real estate, even the good one, is somewhere between five and eight percent. Mm. Five and eight percent. The good thing is you can show your uncle, "This is my flat. What we built." You can bring the reverend and they cut the ribbon. What? It's very good for social purposes, but it's not very smart, especially if you're younger. Yeah. Don't tie up your money in real estate for many years because that's a mistake I made. Mm. Don't make that mistake, mm. okay? I'm not saying don't to real estate, but limit. Mm. Then medium risk, medium return. So real estate uh, fi- fixed deposit is also mm. here mm. in Uganda because no, not many banks. Banks right now fixed deposits they are giving like 6%. Totally useless. Uh, then medium return would be financial instruments. Yep. Bonds, treasury I mean, bills in the right season because right now treasury bills are 9%. Something mm. is not going well. But government is always borrowing so it's about, it will go up soon, especially after February. But <laughs> <laughs> because now all the money is getting into the population and now they will need to okay, get it, it back. back and they are going to have to borrow to get it back into the Bank of Uganda. So that's when treasury bills are going to go up in, after Feb. So Think, think, education. So TBs, bonds, good stocks, if you get the good ones. Otherwise, it's mostly guesswork for stock market. And then mutual funds. Mutual mm-hmm. funds like those umbrella trust funds that some of the insurance companies offer. Not insurance. Not insurance. Mutual funds, not insurance. Okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because some of you, I have to try and express myself in a way that people understand. So you can ask questions later. Not, I'm not going back to try. So you're just throwing the money out. I'm talking about mutual funds. Again, what's your best bet? Education. Go read about mutual funds. Mm-hmm. So that's that category. Then high risk is really like equity in companies mm-hmm. and businesses. Yeah. That's where you're now flying with the egos. Mm-hmm. It's like... 100%, 200%, people go to China they bring things they say that a higher rate that's the, that's the category there. Now, I'm talking to people who mostly are learning. Yeah. So, that's why I'm saying don't don't be the first one here. Limit that. Now, let me use an example to show you what would happen in this case. So let's say you have a billion shillings. Okay, don't switch off just because I've said the billion shillings. That's less than three hundred what thousand dollars. Mm. So don't switch off. So just think three hundred thousand dollars, and instead of shillings, add the dollars on this side. So <laughs> let's say you had that. Let's say you had a billion shillings, okay? Rema? let's say you had a billion, a billion shillings lying around. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, for those who have renewed their minds, you understand that a billion shillings is not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. That's, that happens like, to Like, let's on that time. not be here, sweat plasma, and curse God. It's not a big deal, actually, okay? Mm. Once you renew your mind. Let's say you had a billion shillings, and you follow this thing. Mm-hmm. So you have a billion shillings, And you divide it, so so 60% you you put in Mm -hmm. real estate. Yeah. 600 million. What can you get for 600 million probably an apartment block with six apartments? Yeah. Each 100 square meters because it's about a million shillings per square meter. Yeah. So six apartments somewhere, not not in Kololo, okay? (laughs) The other side, near where I go, where I live. (laughs) So, yeah, so six apartments, they are giving you 500K a -hmm. month, Mm -hmm. two bedroom, right? Yeah, that's three million. Three million per month. Times 12, Thirty-six, 36 million. million. So your six hundred million is delivering thirty-six, 36 million. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you take your three hundred million and you invest it in uh, bonds. Bonds. Yeah. Let's say you you get a very good bond, fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. 15% bond of 300 million is 45, 45 million. Yeah. Okay? Now, I, I don't need to tell you that the difference between a bond and an apartment is that with the <laughs> apartment, the tenants are calling. You, first of all, you need a yep. security guard. Yeah. Uh, that's the co- cost is on you. Uh, eh, madam. Uh, the water is not flowing. You send a plumber. You you, when you run real estate, the plan, you have to have like four numbers for plumbers. Because you can call one guy and he's in mm. you know, the bush. Meanwhile, stuff is building up in the yeah, apartment of yeah. the client. Yeah. So yes. you have to have many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my like, this is what? Eh, Steve's came. We need CCTV. You put CCTV. Ah, it's not enough. Second year. You put second year. Mm. Eh. Real estate people, they, they are hearing. They know. Yeah. Now, now you have a camp. And, and, and one of the apartments can be empty for some time. Aha, uh-huh. you're looking for a tenant. And then when we find that the, the guy brings a tenant, what about Brokers. Brokers, he wants his cut. So, so this is best case scenario. Before URA comes for they are 20%. Rental in tax. Tax. Let me just pause for you. For effect. Yeah, I, need, <laughs> I need to breathe. I can't breathe. OK, I can breathe now. <laughs> But with a bond, they just write you your check every six months, you know, everything is okay. But your 300 million is making more money than Than your your 600 million. Mm. In fact, by by the time you go through all the problems I've talked about, Mm. this thing is making twice the amount of money this thing is making. Yeah. Wow. You have 100 million left. Hmm? A friend of yours comes and says, We are starting a, a business uh spaces, uh, we do interior decor, b T what eh eh over home what home baked. home baked we are scaling up we are getting out of the kitchen in Nigeria because there's no power always uh, we, are, <laughs> we are we are we are going to a proper place we'll have our own generator it is a, so you put in well because business is booming mm. you're making like fifty percent Fifty percent return on investment. About mm. oh, your friend comes and says, i have started a lending business, which he bring. I'm mm. going to give you fifty percent or forty percent. Fifty percent. This fifty percent is not hard business, by the way. Mm. So fifty percent, fifty percent is fifty million. Your one hundred million is making fifty million, but your six hundred million is making thirty-six million before problems." Mm. Do you know what you should do? Let it be. Remember, you're investing for the long term. You are not a water walker. When you add all these things together, by the way, uh, if you add 50 plus 45 is 95, plus 36 is 101. 101, 131. That's 13%. -hmm. Okay. On average, that's 13% of, of the 1 billion. So you are above the curve. Yeah. Let it be. Do this until you know what you're doing mm. before you say, do what some people did in the days of forex trading, mm. where they said, Bifuna natural look they sold their property, dropped all the money in that company until that dreaded day in September 2012, <laughs> <laughs> I remember very well because I was an investor in forex, very clear oh. in my mind, September 2012, the year of our Lord. Bwah! So, do you know what you people do? Mm-hmm. Eh, 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 Apartment on sale. Yeah. <laughs> they are liquidating everything to put in the what? Hey, Forex trading. In the, the business, risk. because they think, if I put a billion, I will make 500 million a month. Uh, yeah. mm. It doesn't work like that. that bring that verse again from uh, ecclesiastes bring up the ecclesiastes verse (coughs) remember read it for us if you have your notes notes, Uh, yeah yeah. just read it from our notes here
0: okay ecclesiastes chapter four it's there it's there all right it says invest your money in foreign trade Mm -hmm. and one of these days you will make a profit put your investments in several places many places in fact because you never know what kind of bad luck you're going to have in this world. No matter in which direction a tree falls, it will lie where it fell. When the clouds are full, it rains. If you wait until the wind and the weather are just right, you will never sow anything and never harvest anything. God made everything, and you can no more understand what he does than you understand how new life begins in the womb of a pregnant woman. Do your sowing in the morning and in the evening too. You never know whether it will all grow well or whether one sowing will do better than the other. Ah,
1: that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Just assume you don't yet know what you're doing yeah. and create the variance. Yes. Uh, that's how it works. works. And then start educating yourself. So You'll self. get better. And over time, you'll be able to get into higher-risk investments Mm -hmm. with a certain degree of safety. When you get smarter about these things, you can actually have bigger, high-risk investments which are safer. What what makes it safe is not the state of the economy. It's how much you know. Mm. It's what Mm. you know that makes it safe. Okay, let me quickly go through five levels of investors. Five levels of investors out of Mr. Kiyosaki's book. Even as our friends join us, our friends are joining us now as we start to close mm-hmm. five levels of investors, five levels of investors. I can hear-